0: What's up, tea drinkers? We are here to spread the sparkle. I'm your host, back in the house. It's Kaylee Grace. How are we all doing today on this beautiful Tea Time Tuesday? We are popping all up in December. I can't believe it is December 13th. Where is the time going? (laughs) I feel like you can all feel me on this. I don't know what it is, but like I feel like as a kid... Time seemed to go so slowly, not in a bad way, but it just felt like, you know what I mean, like summer break. It just felt like it was this endless summer and now I literally feel like I blink and a year has passed. I'm like, what the actual fuck? (laughs) Like, I guess that's what they always have said is the older you get, the faster time goes. So I guess it's just another beautiful reminder to always be present and focus on the now and what's within your control. Be a good person. Spread that love and light to others. Try to be open and understanding because none of us know how long we have on this earth, so we might as well try and leave a beautiful impact while we're here. And in the words of Matthew McConaughey, leave the world a better place than you found it. I love that quote so, so much. And it just popped into my head and I feel like it's something I used to say often and I'm like okay let's bring that back like leaving the world a better place than you found it. I just think that is the ultimate way to describe well for me anyway. I'm not going to speak on behalf of anyone else because this is (laughs) my own personal experience and how I feel but I honestly think that that is how I try to live my life. I'm like, you know what? If I can come onto this earth and leave it better than it was before me, then I'm doing it right. And I think when we kind of just let ourselves have that and take a bit of the pressure off ourselves because all of the things we strive for within the human 3d experience yes they're important because let's face it we are living the human 3d experience so we're going to have human moments we're going to want human things i mean we are humans yes we're a soul in this body here to learn some lessons and live life but we're still human so having goals having dreams that's all beautiful stuff you know and that's That's how you can do your light work and leave your mark is by doing what feels right for you. And whatever that looks like, that is right. If it feels right deep in your soul and everything in your body and spirit is screaming, hell yes, honey, yes – then I'm going to take that as a hell yes, honey, yes. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> so today I wanted to touch on relationships. This is, again, such a complex topic. There's a million different ways we could look at relationships, but for the sake of a podcast episode, we're going to just focus it around and I'm going to do a little story time for everyone here and we're going to talk about my relationships throughout life And the most important relationship of all being that with myself. Because one thing I have learned through my years and my life experience is it all comes back to that. And I just know for myself when I finally, I know this will sound cliche, but when I finally started to love myself and actually believe it, that is when things shifted and You know, sometimes (laughs) when you're in different places in life, it can be hard to hear the cliche things because you're like, no, that's not what's up. I don't want to hear it. I get it. I get it. When you're in certain places in life, you don't want to hear those things. But it doesn't take away the truth behind them. So I feel like growing up, I had the lowest self-esteem. I never forgot what people would say. You know, the bullies, those people who are projecting their own hurt and insecurities onto you. We all know that's what that is. But it still doesn't take away the pain and hurt when you would never dream of saying something like that to someone else. And it can stick with you. And I know for myself, Different things were said to me growing up at different times and I internalized them and I was like, oh my god, I am this or I am that. And I allowed other people to have way too much power over me. And I'm like, so happy I'm not there anymore. But of course, that's part of the process of being human and growing up. And when you're a child, your brain is still developing. You take what you learn from experiences and that's how you are shaped and that's how you learn what's acceptable or what's good or bad or what's beautiful what's not what's attractive what's not what's sexy what's not like all these different things what you watch on tv what's in the media how you grew up like what you looked up to what you were surrounded with with your family your friends there's so many things that can add to (laughs) i just had like this vision of like (sighs) You know, like a witch's cauldron with the potion brewing and there's all these ingredients that go into it. Well, it's kind of like you as a human, you know? All of the things you go through, the things you're taught, the things you experience, those are all the ingredients going into that beautiful magical potion that is you. And some of those experiences aren't so great. They definitely cause a little bit of sizzle going on in that potion. But it doesn't mean they're not without a greater purpose or without a greater good behind it. It's like you see in the superheroes. They the, the hero doesn't get to where he or she or they however they identify. They don't Get to the place of triumph and victory and saving the world without going through some shit. I mean, let's face it. We can all picture picture whoever your favorite superhero is, and I guarantee their backstory and even just in general the stories of how they live each day. It's not without challenges, you know. It's not just la di da. Let's float down here on a rainbow. I mean, even the Care Bears they even dealt with different problems each day, but they still were adorable and cute and spreading that love and light. Like, I don't know why I went to Care Bears, but as soon as I thought about <laughs> sliding down a rainbow, that was the first thing that popped in my head. But you know what I'm trying to say? It's like with anything in life, there's going to be the yin and the yang, the positive, the negative. It's all about that balance, right? So growing up, I felt like I was so scared to just be myself at certain times and i was trying to emulate what i wanted like what i watched growing up like those celebrities that i looked up to i i tried to emulate what they were wearing. Oh, Benson's asleep and he's dreaming. I don't know if you can hear him. Hang on, bubba boy. Let's wake up a little bit, huh? Anyways, as a kid growing up, trying to mimic the beautiful women that I looked up to, the celebrities, the singers, the actresses, I was always like, okay, that's what beautiful is. Like, and you know, reading the magazines, and I grew up in the 90s and the early 2000s, so it was a different time than what we live in right now like so different it was not about celebrating any type of body it was if you're not skinny you are ugly you are not worthy it was all of those things and It was this constant need to keep up with these beauty standards. And I mean, at that time, we could only see it on TV or in a magazine. It wasn't like it is now where it's in your face all day every day with social media and the internet and everything. So, you know, it was a bit more contained, but I grew up in a small town, so I always was a big dreamer. I always loved being creative, loved performing, loved dancing, singing, acting, all of that. And fashion, I was always looking in the magazines. I was like, all right, I want to see what's cool. What are these beautiful women wearing? Like, I want to wear that. I want to imitate that. And, you know, of course, put my own little flair to it, because I've always been unique in wanting to put my own little spin on whatever fashion I decide to go with. But that was it and I felt like within myself I always saw the worst. Like I would be the first person to say something bad about myself because I thought, okay if I can get ahead of everyone else and be like, yeah I already know I'm fat or yeah I know this this or that or I'm not pretty or I'm not whatever, then it wouldn't give others a chance to say that before I could. And when I look back, I just wish I could hug that little girl so hard and be like, Honey, you're gorgeous. You need to own it. And you need to just love your body for whatever it looks like right now. Because you're active. You're in a million different activities and sports. And you need to just love yourself. And of course, since growing up and being an adult, I've done a lot of work with my inner child and had some really powerful moments in healing her. And just loving her because there was nothing ever unlovable about that little girl. Oh my God, I'm gonna get emotional saying this, but it's true. And I feel like a lot of us can relate to that. You know, when you look back at your younger self, like, oh, literally, like my heart breaks because. I just wish I could instill some of the confidence and self-esteem and love into her. But of course, that was the journey. I wouldn't be in this place right now without all of that adding up. But that's how I felt and just in high school, I was so like scared and not sure and didn't know what to say and you know, just trying to navigate that as well. It's just, it's very interesting the journey that you go through as you grow up through elementary, middle school, high school and just trying to find yourself and like where do you fit in and what do you look for? And I feel like that's another thing. What I looked for in relationships wasn't really, like, I didn't know what I really wanted or needed. I had no fucking clue. I would just be like, again, looking at these hot guys that are celebrities and being like, damn, he's hot. Like, yes, I love that. And I used to think that certain things didn't matter to me and then with experience and growing, I realized how important those things were actually to me and I didn't even know. But I think that's the importance too of having experience with different people and different relationships because then you learn exactly what you do and do not want, exactly what you can and cannot put up with. And as we grow as humans too, we're always evolving and learning and shifting. And that's a beautiful thing. Like I think there's nothing wrong with growing and changing as a human. It's it's awesome. I think that's kind of the point. Like are we here to just stay the same? I don't think so. I think we're here to peel back the layers, heal the wounds, keep evolving and growing and getting to that point of our truest alignment. Whatever that looks like for you. And again, it's not to say what works for me or looks like alignment to me is going to be the same for you. But there could be things that overlap with our journeys, 100%. So I hope in saying what I'm saying, this is relatable to all of my beautiful tea drinkers out there. That was how I felt, you know, during high school was socializing and good old uh, MSN messenger ICQ for all my millennials out there. I know you're hearing those sounds in your head right now the ICQ (laughs) and I can still hear MSI messenger. But again, I just felt super insecure in so many ways and was just so hard on myself. I've always been extremely hard on myself, but just never felt good enough. Always was just like never giving myself those props or never feeling beautiful and never thinking that I was worthy of the love that I deserve. And I felt like growing up too, like I didn't really watch a healthy relationship growing up, so I didn't really know what a healthy relationship looked like. So I think that's why I oftentimes would look at movies and look at these these rom-coms and be like oh okay so it should be like that and again that's not a a healthy way to skew what a healthy relationship is either because when I look back at some of these movies that I used to watch all the time I'm like oh my god that's so outdated like it's not that's not healthy either but you you go by whatever you can to try and get some guidance so I just knew I was like, I I want like that true love where you're just so happy to be with each other and you laugh all the time and you genuinely love each other, even through the parts that are challenging where you have to do some growth. Like it's still backed with love and not with ego and At that time in my life, in high school, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what ego meant. I know what everybody thought it meant was, oh, you're full of yourself. You have a big ego. And I'm like, oh my god, I wish I could just educate so many people. That's not what ego is. Like, it could be a part of your ego, but your ego is your sense of self. We all have it. It's about how much do you allow your ego to dictate how you move? Because when you can separate yourself from that a little bit, it's just another step closer to further enlightenment and alignment because you're not making choices or speaking from ego. You're speaking from a place of higher truth. You know what I'm saying? They always say hindsight's twenty twenty. If I could just help my younger self learn that she's eventually gonna get there, it would have uh, <laughs> saved a lot of pain throughout certain years. But I don't take back that pain for anything because it is what it is and I needed to go through that. So... Growing up, like I said, didn't watch the healthiest relationship. It just more so felt like there was no love there. And there was some trauma that happened that definitely had an impact on me. And in turn, my relationships. I love my dad to death. He's a great person, but he did cheat on my mom when I was younger. And him and I were always so close. Like, he was the person I could go to and always talk to. And it just felt like, okay, well, if he's a good person and he could do this, then all men are like this. And that's what you should expect. You should always be ready for someone to betray you. Never let your guard down. Always be prepared for that because that's what's coming. Because your dad did this, that's what's coming. And I've worked through this issue for a long time. But it is definitely, like when I talk about certain wounds and trauma being deeper, this is a really deep embedded one for me. Like it's, I mean to this day, it's still something I work on. I feel like I'm leaps and bounds past it. But it's not saying it doesn't ever creep in. It does creep in. But I knew this wound would be a challenging one for me to work through because it was, so impactful at such a young age and it really took my ideal person and it it humanizes them, of course. Seeing it now, I'm like, it's a human thing. It's not, you're bad because you did this. It's just, it, it happens. People sometimes deal with their own issues in ways that maybe aren't the most respectful to others and it happens. But I'm just speaking on my own experience. That definitely hugely impacted me and how I approached relationships throughout my life. And that was just always in the back of my head, was be prepared for this. Moving into the university years, I was like, woo, freedom, let's go, let's do this. I was so excited to be in a new place, meet new people, have a new experience, be on my own, like I was super excited. So I love to socialize, I love to dance, I love to have fun, so I definitely (laughs) was a party girl, I will own it, as I mentioned on episodes before, in my residence I lived in, they had like these awards at the end of each year, and I was nominated for Miss Congeniality and Barstar, I was like, all right, those are two beautiful nominations to have, (laughs) and yeah, I definitely love to live it up, but... One of the reasons that I did party so much, it, of course, yes, it's, it's, it happens at that age. It, it's not an abnormal thing, but I know 100% my DGAF I don't give a fuck phase was numbing. Like, that was a huge, 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 huge part of it for me. I was numbing my pain because the stuff with my dad, yes, it happened throughout my life, so I was aware, but stuff, like, really hit the fan when I was in university and just was this huge, chaotic mess, and it was really heartbreaking and challenging, not just for me, but for, you know, my mom, my family, and it was something we had to work through. So... I was dating someone at the time and when all this happened with my dad I just was like I could literally feel my wall go up. I was like I am not going to get hurt by someone like this, it's not happening, I'm putting the wall up, I am not going to allow anybody in, I will not feel anything for anyone. So put the wall up, broke up with that boyfriend and then after that I just started to have fun, I would just do what I wanted. And did it without feeling a whole lot, which is not healthy either. Just always drinking, partying, having fun, doing what I wanted with no strings attached. And that was the easiest way. For me, it just was, at the time, it felt like the easiest thing. Because there was no emotional attachment. I was really good at just having fun with guys and that was it. And I was like, and nothing else. And it's not to say that I didn't like a few guys in those years. Yes, like there were other guys I dated that I actually liked. But at a young age, after university, I moved to Australia for a couple of years, and again, just had so much fun meeting lots of different people. When you're traveling, it's not to say you won't get into a relationship, but you don't always do that. During that time, there were definitely a few guys that I dated that I actually liked. Like, we actually had a good connection in more than one way. So those were some really great experiences. But again, like, I just was so lost and afraid and insecure, And just trying to be confident by drinking so I could offset any shyness or any like awkwardness or not knowing what to say. And I would just be the life of the party, social butterfly. You want to have a good time, go call up Kaylee Grace. Like you will party your ass off and you will have a good time doing it. So (laughs) yeah, it was definitely an interesting time while I was in Australia. But that was again, just party central, having a good time. And I just felt... So I don't know if broken's the right word because I still had so much fun. I was still a happy person, all of those things. But there was so much going on beneath the surface that I was not dealing with. I was trying to and I was very like I understood logically all of the things. But that's different from actually emotionally and spiritually dealing with the things. And I definitely was going through it. And there were other guys I dated and they would want more from me. And I just would be like, no, I even had one say that I was like hard to last sue. And I thought that was so funny because I just was very free spirited. I would just do my thing. And that was, that was it. And I just truly felt like I tried to be open to love and be open with my feelings and like I said I don't want to take away from the guys that I actually had good connections with but it was all me like I was the one blocking anything because I was so emotionally damaged I just was like walls up you're not getting in some tried some got in a little but for the most part kept things pretty light then when I got home I got into a different relationship And this is where I feel like things definitely started to change for me. (laughs) And not in a good way at first. The dark night of the soul definitely happened during this era of my life. I got into a relationship and it's interesting because, you know, sometimes they'll talk about you attract like where you're at or like you attract the level of love you think you're worthy of. When I look back, I do see that in certain relationships I was in. Not all of them. Again, I don't want to paint everyone the same, but there are definitely certain relationships I got into that that shaped me in massive ways. So this would have been like 2012 to the 2014 era of my life. And I was in a relationship that turned very toxic and abusive and it was very challenging and... I feel like while I was in that relationship, it was wild. It was so much chaos. Like it was just, you never knew what was going to happen. It was so much anxiety and just like, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I hate saying just the bad parts because of course there would have to be something good for you to be in a relationship with someone. So of course we had some good moments. But when I look at that as a whole, those good moments, they're there. But the bad far outweighed the good. and. I just kept hanging on and it's so challenging when you're in a place with yourself, the relationship with self, when your self-esteem is not the highest, where you think this is it and you try to justify certain things and different actions and different behaviors because you care for this person or you understand their trauma, you know they've had it hard, a hard life, a hard upbringing. And you justify it and you make excuses for them. I did it for a really long time because I cared for this person and I knew how difficult his life was. So I was like, okay, this is why he's doing this. is because of this. And I have a lot more empathy for people when I know their stories and I can understand where certain behaviors are coming from. But on the flip side, it was something that kept me in a space. Again, divine timing is everything. You're not in a space too long or too short, but – I felt like I tried to remove myself from that relationship more than once and I could just never seem to get away. But a lot of times what a manipulator does is they will get their fishing rod back out and they're like, all right, let's get the bait on and let's see what I can say to this girl to bring her back. And it worked. It worked a few times. And it took... (laughs) about two years of toxic chaos to finally have that relationship end but it took the abuse turning physical for me to finally be like no this is enough you're done and I everyone's different I think I needed things to get to that point for me to really have my eyes open and to really remove myself but it was so challenging especially when someone doesn't have boundaries with you and they'll show up at your house in the middle of the night and try to get into your house and you have to block them on everything because when they get drunk they'll message you and it's just those things like you can't put up with that you have to implement boundaries for yourself because some people have no sense of that. And if they can't take anything else from you, they're going to try to get to you. And for both of the parties, you have to implement those boundaries because you need to do it for yourself. You need to heal and you do not deserve that. And any union that has abuse in it, it's not healthy. That is not your person. Your person is not going to abuse you. That is not how it works. True love does not do that. There's always a respectful way to say or do something And resorting to physical, emotional, mental, sexual violence, that's never, ever, ever the answer. So I'm sending out lots of love to anyone in a situation that may be similar. I've lived it. I get it. And I just really want anyone who finds themselves in a situation like that to know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But you need to break the cycle to find it. Because I will say that relationship was the most challenging for me to heal from. It took the longest. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of hardship. I've definitely gone through like PTSD, depression, anxiety, a lot of things from that situation. And it's wild because the impact that had on me, I went through so much in myself after that. And not always good. It wasn't like as soon as you get out of that it's like woo! Yes! We're here! Like no. No. Well it wasn't for me anyway. Like yes I got out but I was so damaged and broken. The healing process was incredibly long for me. It was a lot of unpacking. It was a lot of deciphering all these different feelings and emotions and I will 100% own it and say I definitely feel that in my healing process from that said and did things that I was not proud of and it was so challenging for me to accept that I was dealing with mental health issues after that because it wasn't something that I dealt with before so it was very foreign to me and especially as a person who is more on the naturally optimistic side it's 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 like what is going on like what the fuck are these feelings that are that are in me right now and like you'll snap and the mood swings and saying things and it's like whoa like hello who is this person that's coming out to play right now like just wild but again we can't hold guilt on ourselves for things like that if we have done the work to rectify, own it, and move forward and try and heal because that's all we can do. And as humans, we're all gonna fuck up. We're all gonna make mistakes. And oftentimes, it's because you're dealing with pain. You're dealing with something. And I just hope for this world We can all showcase more openness and empathy. And it's not saying to allow behavior that is abusive and not okay. It's not saying that. But when you see someone who is hurting and they're trying to work through that, that darkness and that hurt, be there for them. It doesn't mean you have to have all the answers, but just being there for support can mean the world. And especially if you are coming out of something that is abusive, your support and the people who are healthy for you are everything. And I thank God every day for the beautiful souls that have surrounded me through that process and until now too. But during that time, like I, I never regret it because some of the most beautiful friends that I have now, I, re- I got from that whole experience. And they're just the most beautiful people. So I think I thank my lucky stars for them every day. But coming out of that, they were they were such big parts in my life and and they never stopped seeing me. And I think that's something that's important too when you have been abused and you your sense of self is very skewed like you you were like because you I mean after a while if someone keeps repeating the same thing about you and calling you names all the time and like making you feel like you're stupid and you're this this or that as strong as you may be because I literally I can remember saying this I would never get into a situation like that I would never let this blah 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 it can literally happen to anyone so get off your high horse it can happen to any of us And like I said, I am so grateful to those beautiful humans who never stopped seeing me. They still saw my sunshine. They still saw my light. They still saw my love. And they never abandoned me during that time, which I'm sure it was difficult to see because when you're watching people you care for go through something so challenging and you know they're worth so much more, it can be really hard as a friend to to see that. But one thing I always appreciated was no matter what, those people who stood by me because when they went through their situations in life, I stood by them. So it's nice when you have people who are loyal to you even when it's hard because there's those moments when you can see that a friend maybe in a relationship that's toxic and not the best for them and they just can't seem to cut the cord and I get it it is challenging because there's so much mental stuff that's gone into this this union and it's been so much messing with your brain and and skewing your thoughts and your perception of self and When you're surrounded by that, what's that saying? They say like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with or something like that. I truly believe there is truth to that because when you're surrounded by certain situations and people and things, it it does have an impact on how you view the world and how you move. It doesn't take away you. It doesn't take away your beautiful soul, but it can impact you for sure. If you, like I said, if you do find yourself in a situation like that, just know you are not alone. It does get better, but it starts with you and taking those steps. I know they're hard. I know it can be scary, but make sure that you are honoring your safety and do whatever you can to move out of that situation and into a healthier place. So after removing myself from the abusive situation, I still was very lost. I was going to therapy, but therapy is not an overnight fix, as most of you know. So I again I started dating. Nothing too serious, but it was great. Like they were really nice guys, so it was it was nice dating in between then i got into a more serious relationship and again super nice guy great family and i thought finally this is the one this is the one and we both put that idea in each other's head right from the get go we were like yep this is it we're going to marry each other we're going to have a family this is it and i think those misconceptions at that time we we were i think we were just both so happy to finally be in a relationship that was good and we enjoyed each other. We were very different, but we had so much fun. And that was quite a long, actually it was my longest relationship to date. That was a five year relationship. And I think him and I both knew a lot earlier that it wasn't working and we weren't meant for each other like we thought. But we just kept hanging on and hanging on because that's what we did. And of course, you know from my stories, I don't throw in the towel easy. I will try absolutely everything to make something work before releasing myself. And in that relationship, I had tried to end things and… Obviously, we weren't ready to let go of each other yet, so we stayed together. I think that was three years in I tried to end things and it just wasn't the right time for us. We weren't ready to let go yet and that's okay, that's what happens sometimes. So I think it was a year later we decided to finally get engaged, so let's throw another band-aid on this relationship that we both know is not working, but we're just going to keep hanging on. And then finally, in 2020, when the pandemic hit, we both knew. We were like, okay, it's we can't do this. Like, This is not right. We are not happy with each other. And we both loved and respected one another, but we just knew it was not the right relationship for either one of us because your relationship should amplify your happy. It shouldn't take away from it. So we came to that decision and... It was so incredibly heartbreaking because I still cared for him and loved him, but I knew like there was I knew that this was the best decision we could possibly make. But even when you know it's the right choice, it doesn't take away the mourning process and how challenging it could be, and I just felt like at The end of that relationship, I was so emotionally and financially drained. I just was like, I have absolutely nothing to give anybody right now. I am done. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Like, I've never felt like that before because old Kaylee, I would have been like, all right, on to the next one. Let's keep numbing our pain. Like, next. And I didn't do that this time. And it was such a beautiful part of my journey and my growth process because – I was like, wow, I'm like, you have grown. You're not looking to numb this pain. You're looking to just sit on the floor and cry and deal with it. And that's what I did. I isolated for a really long time and let myself feel absolutely every single emotion I could possibly feel and work through it, you know? And it's wild because, like, I didn't even wanna flirt with anyone right away. I was like, I can't. I was like, I don't even know how to do this anymore. <laughs> like, this is not it. And then it took me a few months and finally, you know, I started dipping my toes back in there. Just like tried to message and flirt a little and see if I still had it. And uh, yeah, it took me a few months and finally started to date again. But I was in such a different place with my relationships and dating this time. It was interesting because I was very sure of myself. I was confident in who I was. I was... Dead set on not settling for less. Because I was like, I have invested too many years in the wrong partnerships, just trying to hang on to be loved and to be valued. How about no? How about I'ma do that for myself first? Cause that's where it matters and that's what's up. And as long as I'm cool with me and I know no matter what, I am divinely loved and protected, and whatever's meant for me, it's gonna happen, then I'm cool. It's fine. I know whenever it's right. It will be what's up. So moved to Vancouver, dated, loved dating, loved getting to know new people, met so many great people. It was super fun and was always open to a deeper connection. But I was also very sure about what I wanted and what I would and would not put up with. And it's interesting when you get real with yourself and do the work Because like I listened to different podcasts, I did the self-help, personal development, and I actually like made a list and I highly recommend this for any of the singles out there. Make a list. I know it might sound crazy, but just do it because it's just for you anyway. Nobody else needs to see it unless you want to show them. And write down absolutely everything you are looking for in your perfect person and you can include everything include physical stuff include spiritual emotional everything everything you can think of and this is like a manifestation kind of trick but don't put stuff that's like in the negative because you're still putting that out there you know when they talk about spelling it's like you're casting spells so be careful with your words people because what you say you can bring to existence so when you're writing this stuff down Put what you want, not what you don't want. So put like, he is funny, he is this, this and that, he, she, they, whatever, whatever you choose to love, whoever, doesn't matter, but write it for you. And I just like kept adding to this list in my phone, the notes section. I, anytime I thought of something that was important to me, I was like, all right, I'm going to write that down. So loyal and humor was huge for me. I was like, I love to laugh. So like funny and working on your shit was huge for me. So I was like, is aware of trauma and actively working through their issues, is on like a healing journey, is open, is accepting, kind. So I tried to stay away from saying, is not this, is not that. I put what I wanted, not what I did didn't want so I highly recommend because it really helped me be clear about what I actually want because you can live in a fantasy land like I did for a really long time be like oh yeah this doesn't matter to me but when you actually are in a relationship you learn no actually that is important to me and I do need that so it's okay it's okay to realize what you need by being with different people I think that's awesome because it's how you grow and realize I don't want this I do like this and you can go from there so i had made that list did all the things and i feel like it was such a healthy thing and it helped me in attracting the right type of man and i was very clear too like if i went on one date and i knew they weren't it that was it i was like i'm not going on another date like i'm not wasting my time i'm not wasting your time your person's out there but she's not me and i wish you luck in finding her but she's not here And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's it's interesting how many guys took that personally. And I was like, this is not personal. It's like this is not I don't know you enough to make it personal. Like one date is not enough to make anything personal or about you. Like all of these people, I'm like, you're great, you're awesome. You're just not for me. And I could feel it. I could feel it in my intuition. It was, there was no hell yes. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no, right? So finally, in 2021, so last year, I met my amazing partner. And with him, I knew so quickly. I, it was our first, the first date, I knew. I was like, I like this guy. Like, I want to see him again. And that was rare for me. Like, I had gotten to the point where I just was like, it was so easy for me to cut someone off and be like no and then with him it was the complete opposite like there was just there's so many memories i have and i remember the moment that i knew for sure i was like yeah this guy gets me. And that was what got me with him was, of course, he's gorgeous and like so funny and the best to talk to and like treated me like a queen, but he could read me so quick and he understood my energy and me and like it's it's amazing because to this day, like we read each other's minds constantly. He'll say something and I'm like, did you just say that? I'm like, are you in my brain right now? Like it's just wild. So Being with him is the most beautiful, amazing, loving experience and relationship that I could have ever dreamt. It's more than what I've dreamt of. And honestly, without the hardships and without all of the wild stories, I mean, I haven't even scratched the surface, honey, on the wild stories that I've got, but that's for another episode. (laughs) But without all of that, I honestly don't feel Like I would have gotten to this place and I'm just so grateful for all of the experiences I've had whether they be good, bad, beautiful, ugly, whatever because it was part of my journey and my process and my process and story doesn't look like anyone else's because it's mine and that's what I needed to get to this place and I truly want that for others is the ability to look at yourself. See what trauma you need to work through. Heal those dark spots that need some love. And there's nothing wrong with the darkness in us either. We all have light and dark. We just need to love up on our dark parts a little bit more, you know? We, instead of being ashamed of them and trying to push them away, embrace them. Embrace the anger. Embrace the hurt. Embrace. It's like, it's literally, it's like hugging your inner child. You need to show some love to those parts because that's what they're screaming for. They want to be validated and seen. That's what's up when it comes to all of these different feelings and emotions. They're not bad. It's just... They need some attention, you know, and sometimes yes, the emotions can come out in ways that are not healthy, but when you know better, you do better. So don't be too hard on yourself if you've gone through some things and you're trying to figure it all out because we all are. At the end of the day, we are all just walking each other home and we need to be there for each other and be more open to that. And I'm just so grateful every day for what I share with my partner. It's not something I take lightly. It's not something I take for granted because I know what it's like to not have that and to not be in a healthy, loving union. And it's not to say we don't have disagreements. Of course we do. Every couple does. You're two humans trying to learn how to be with each other and navigate those rapids, right? But the way we handle anything that's come up for us is healthy and that's the bottom line for me a lot of the times. I'm like, we can have disagreements and talk about things, but it's not going to go to a level that is disrespectful because I'm never going to put up with that again. So I feel like my boundaries – as well moving forward have been much more firm than they would have been when I was younger. I would definitely give, give in a lot to different behaviors when I was younger because I was just like oh it's fine, it's fine. No it's not fine. If it's crossing your boundaries and it's not healthy, it's not fine and you don't have to sit there and take it or be okay with it. You don't. There's someone out there who will love every single part of you and find it beautiful and they will know how to move with you. They'll know how to communicate with you they'll know how to love you right and you will be like wow like where have you been all my life legit those will be the words that come out of your mouth so i just really hope that that gives anybody who may find themselves in a relationship that's not benefiting your highest good i hope that gives you a little bit of light a little bit of hope keep doing you and doing the work and the relationship that you dream of is out there it just might take some time and be patient with yourself. You can't rush these things. Like Rushing into something serious and committing before you're ready, I, for me anyway, it's just not the tea. That's just not what's up. I like to take my time and be sure before I commit to someone. But when I do commit, I am in. I am your ride or die. I am there. And once you're in my heart, it's you're there. I got you. Like, I will always have your back and be there for you. I love very deeply. (laughs) It's just sometimes you have to work a little to get in there. But once you're in, honey, watch out. I will love you. (laughs) So that is our tea time for today, everyone. We ain't want no scrubs up in this fish. Oh my god, I love that song so much. No, I don't want no scrubs. Everybody go listen to that when you're done this episode. I want to send my gratitude to all of you tea drinkers out there. I appreciate all of the downloads, all of the subscribes, all the views, the listens. Truly means the world to me. I love building this incredible, sparkly, awesome community with everyone. So expressing my gratitude to you always. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the channel and the podcast. Leave a review. I love to see it. Love to integrate that energy in. And I want to wish everybody love and light as they take on this Tea Time Tuesday. And we will see you next week.